You're listening to the Dirty 30 Podcast, where 30 is the new 20, or some shit like that. Follow us on Instagram at dirty30.podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Dirty 30 Podcast. I am Nate. I got Jesse over here on my left and Hello. Lika on my right. Hello. Hello. Hi. <laughs> You'll have to excuse her. She's on uh, her phone. You yeah. know, important things. I'm pinning right understand. now. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about nostalgia and the weird power it has over you, whether you want to admit it or not. Uh, we are going to talk about the epic fail that was the Showtime app and the Mayweather fight. Oh my god! And uh, what was the third thing we're talking about? We're talking. We could talk about that robot, the Creepy Grace robot, robot out there. Yeah. That we're going to talk about. What was the other one? The oh, one the one. Gen Z. Ah, Gen Z. The forty. Uh, we're going to talk about you guys. The forty-year uh, study. Yeah, forty-forty-year-old study. I don't know. No, it's, it was over forty years. Oh. How different they are, I gotcha. yeah, than the previous generations. I see, I see. So let's just talk about the nostalgia thing because I don't think we'll talk about it for too long. And this is something that you can talk about as well. But uh, so anyway, here's here's the thing. So I just recently bought an Xbox Series X. I'm one of the lucky mm-hmm. few to get a hold of it and not pay a ridiculous overpriced scalper. Uh, well, anyway, bought three games, Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition, Doom Eternal, and the Master Chief Halo Collection, whatever. Yeah. Uh, those first two games came out this year, or I'm sorry, 2020, so they're new. Yeah. And uh, with Devil May Cry, I've been dying to play that game since they announced it at E3 in 2018. Oh, okay. Like, ever since they dropped that trailer, it's like, I can't wait to get my hands on it. Mm-hmm. So here we are. I have it. I own it. I can't stop playing the Halo game. For oh, you're stuck on the old I, school. I've tried all the I've tried all of the games obviously to make sure they work and they're all uh-huh. great. I keep I just I keep, keep going, going back. back to Halo. And um, that's when it got me thinking like is nostalgia really that strong of a marketing tactic? Cuz you got to think about mm-hmm. it like at some point I owned cuz this, this this game is a collection of like pretty much every Halo game they made except for the most recent one. Yeah. So there's like five, six games on this thing. Mm-hmm. Reach, one, two, three, uh, some spinoff one they made. Five, there's six games Dang. on this thing. As, and I, I know for a fact I owned at least two or three of them mm-hmm. back when they first came out. Yeah. And so I essentially bought game this game again. Yeah. And so that's where I'm, I was sitting there and I'm, and I'm like, I have Devil May Cry. It is the newest version. It, it's it's the one that's optimized for this device and it's like and here I am playing not even the newest Halo it was the friggin the OG one on the original Xbox oh wow yeah and I, I'm just that's when it hit me like is nostalgia that strong yeah because again I reiterate I was like I cannot wait to play Devil May Cry and now I have it for sure yeah for sure nostalgia makes money dude because that's why they're remaking all kinds of movies too right because they're trying to hit that nostalgic button and I mean, do you like shooters better than you do Devil May Cry? No. Devil May Cry is probably my second or third favorite game franchise, period. Oh, really? Yeah. Are the mechanics just way different? 
Oh yeah, one's a, a character hack and slash. So think of like the original God of Wars. No, yeah, I'm saying, but is it is it completely different than the other Devil May Cry's? No, it's pretty similar. No, very similar. If oh. you played any of them, you could pretty much pick this one up and play and know what you're doing. I don't know. Maybe it takes us back to because I mean, a lot of times I play video games personally for an escape. Right. So maybe it take maybe maybe the nostalgia allows us to get a better escape. You know what I mean? Like it actually takes us back. Not to only are you kids. escaping already on a, on one layer, so to speak, by playing the game. Now you're escaping even like your current existence by going back in time. Kind of. Yeah. Mate. Cause I know I feel that when I, when I got the SNES uh, mini, mm-hmm. the little one, when I was playing that, yeah, it just took me back to my freaking living room when I didn't care about bills. didn't <laughs> care about a bunch of stuff. Just cared about playing the game. So yeah, for sure. It, it does. Because, it does affect us. Because I remember, um, like, a lot of reviewers when, um, a lot of reviewers when, because uh, there was kind of, like, we'll say this, like, resurgence or something, or surge, I'm sorry, the surge of, like, remakes between oh, yeah. 2019 and 2020. The Crash Bandicoot, Spyro, the yeah. Resident Evils. There was, like, all of a sudden this, this massive spike. Mm-hmm. And so people were complaining, like, why are you you're buying the same game? They, mm-hmm. These guys got you fooled. Like, you're a sucker. Like, yeah. what are you doing? And that's when, like I was saying, like, I'm sitting here. And here's this new game. Like, this game's not even a year old. And yeah. I've been dying to play it since they announced it. And yet, here I am playing a game that I've literally owned and played already. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Because I go back. I got the freaking the Mario collection. And I was playing that, too. I always right. go back to Super Mario 64. Well, that one's a special case because they made us, they tricked us into thinking it was a limited time deal or whatever. Yeah. They, like, forced us to buy it. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I think I would have bought it either way. Yeah. Even, yeah, because I, li- I love those games. So, I freak- I go back to, to my Mario games and all that stuff all the time. And speaking of that, like, the Ninja Gaiden, uh, the Master Collection just came out, and I was oh, I was thinking it hit me the same thing. Nostalgia. I was like, man, I want to play that again. Yeah. I want to see. Sometimes I want to see is it as great as I thought when I was a kid too. Oh yeah. Because I remember I was I was deep into that game. Like the first Ninja Gaiden that came out on the original Xbox. Yeah. That thing was super tough, but I got good at it. And it was like one of the first games that really challenged me and then made me actually get better at yeah. games. That's that's Devil May Cry. Oh yeah. You have because Devil May Cry. Sorry. For- I know it's turning I'm like, into, this is nerd talk. I know. I'm sorry. It's turning into that, but it's we're going to try to but stop that. About the but stuff, I'm yeah. thinking that you can do that with anything, though. Like, yeah. remember when the store started bringing back those 3D Doritos mm-hmm. and oh, those? Did they? Um, yeah, that's what and I, those. That's why I'm asking the question. Is it like? I think it just takes us back to a more pe- like because a more peaceful time in a, in a sense. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It, it it takes us back to to being a kid again. Well, not only that, but I feel like because it, some some of those things are like taken away, like the hot Cheeto asteroid ba- balls or whatever. I remember yeah. when they used to like sell those balls. in like a plastic container that was similar to like the Pringle container. Yeah. And it was just filled up with those little asteroid, whatever they're called, yeah. hot Cheetos. And now they're sold in like these little pouches, but they were gone for so long that literally when people were able to find the little pouches that they brought back, People were upselling them like crazy. Like, oh, for real? Yeah, because Scalpers, everyone was just man. like, oh, my They're gosh, remember, we used to have these all the time. And now Doritos brought back the 3D Doritos. Oh, did they? I yeah. didn't even hear but about that. But they don't have, like, the original flavor that they used to have. Like, now they have, like, a spicy ranch or something. Oh, uh, yeah, because so, I didn't even like those that much even back then. I mean, I remember I thought they were cool when I got right. them. They reminded me kind of of... Uh, 
kind of like Cheeto Puffs mixed with uh, what are those? The Bugles. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. An ungodly like you don't matrimony like of Bugles. No, it was like. Uh, yeah, they. Fused. Mommy, what are those two chips doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They did the fusion dance. But they do a lot of, they, I feel like because it was gone, like people are like, oh my gosh. Like, Mm -hmm. and not only that, but I think people want their kids to experience it as well. Like I think for our age group, you know, people are having kids, people are, you know, so like even like Disney doing all these live motions of the same movies, like Lion King live motion, you know, like all these things are like, oh my gosh, I love this as a kid. And now I can enjoy it as an adult you know yeah. with my kid you know so there's the artificial scarcity right mm. they like here's this they let it hang for a while like the mario game and then whoop, we take it away oh yeah makes you want it all the more knowing you're not going to be able to get and then there's it. some people that have the theory that they just ran out of ideas there's that's, nothing else can be done that's like, i kind of agree with that if yeah. i had to pick they're just well, running I feel out of like ideas. Too, like, I feel like nowadays kids don't even care about Disney as much as the adults do. Like now you yeah. see, you know, yeah. teenage or adults going to Disney by themselves. People are going to Disneyland for their honeymoons. People, you know? Oh, and yeah. I wasn't. Yeah. And for me, it's like, I don't know. I the remember. The most magical place on earth. Right. right? <laughs> and you're like, so <laughs> you're going to go and stand in line for 10 hours of your day and maybe get on an hour worth of rides if that you know that's an exaggeration yeah. Disneyland, disney was never that big in my childhood except for maybe toy story you know what i mean that and lion king of course everybody had to watch lion king right i don't remember like i don't think my mom was like a big disney fan yeah i know because so i know I so many disney heads like people that are crazy about Disney. yeah it's like, like people never... will sit there now and go and buy the ears the 30 dollars set of ears and all that stuff and i'm yeah. like oh my gosh it's not that serious but yeah but i don't remember being super into disney, if, disney yeah disney. if anything i like the looney tunes cartoons more than anything but we would go a lot to mm. disney or disneyland because um one of my like great aunt's husbands were like was building the rides at disneyland so uh, she had passes to get in for free so whenever we were in la we would always go ahead and get in like the family passes and be able yeah. to go in for free so we went at least once a year that's pretty but cool. i don't remember like being like oh my gosh i have to go and do the you x y and happy z when you went? No. i mean i think even then too like my mom says that we asked actually asked her to stop going there oh because really we first were world going problems because we right. went every year so then it's like they're the same rides the same you know like i look i went like one time in my life i think yeah i've gone twice now yeah Both well that was disney now? world no well to be fair i was like five the first time yeah, so i too. have no i remember it i don't but i i remember the indiana jones wait was that universal that's Studios universal that? i think no indiana jones oh, is, is disney is it disney oh. yeah i remember yeah the indiana jones ride that's what Shows i, what I know and then we went to Disney World this past year mm-hmm. in, in Universal Studios. Uh, Orlando? Mm-hmm. Orlando, yeah. So That, to me personally, was way better than Disney Universal Land. Studios was dope because they had a whole play, too, out there, the, the one in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it was tight. I liked it. The Universal Orlando has like two park or multiple parks you can actually go to. So Mm -hmm. you but you have to buy tickets for each park. And same thing with Disney World. They have like seven parks, but you have to buy tickets for each park. And so each park has like a certain theme. Like So you're saying like it's filled with adults now mainly? Yeah, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Because the kids don't care about that stuff. They don't. 
I mean, they want to stay inside mainly now. Maybe if huh? they made like a Fortnite land or something. I wonder what their nostalgia is going to be like. You know what I mean? The next generation. The floss. Remember when we used to floss? I don't know what it is. Oh, yeah. Remember TikTok? Remember Five Nights at Freddy's? Yeah. Wasn't that great? But it's nothing that you... It's no real activity, though. You know what I mean? That's kind of weird, huh? It's all media-based. Yeah. Remember this influencer, this YouTuber? Remember yeah, this cause song? Because like we were just talking about, you know, we had Pogs and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like stuff that, that was it, stuff you played with. And then the Razor scooters. Right. Like hitting that shin, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody gonna know that pain, huh? Now they, ah. Bro, yeah, that shin, dude. That thing, you, that thing gets loose on you and mm-hmm. swings around, bro. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You get that big old lump. Trying to do a trick uh, and just smack yourself in the ankle. Oh, yes, dude. Cling. Dude, yes. Like, my my nephew was collecting Pokemon cards, but it was nowhere near, like, the level of, like, collection mm-hmm. that we used to have. I remember we had, like, books with cards in plastic, yeah, you know? Yeah, everybody opened Yeah, them. like yeah. a folder or a binder or whatever. And so now it's, like, it's not as important, you know? Like I mean, yeah, but we maybe it is because we're getting older, like, the stuff they're doing is probably super fun to them. I don't know. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. The, I just don't see the There's appeal. a disconnect really for us. Old, yeah. Just like there is between every generation. Like, when grunge came out, all the hair metal and the glam rock guys of the 80s were like, well, that's not music. That guy's just screaming. He's but, a drug yeah, addict. There's always a disconnect. It is, but I think this is a bigger disconnect than we've seen before because yeah. when my mom talks about her childhood, they were basically doing the st- same stuff that we were doing, and she was a kid right. in the in the 70s and early 80s. You know what I mean? She was like For going, the most part. Yeah, she was going to play baseball, and they would trade, they would trade uh, cards. baseball cards mm-hmm. instead, but it was basically almost like the same type of thing. Yeah. Like, I think this is the biggest difference that there's been yeah, in childhood so. than, than, it's, than there's ever been, it's, you know what I mean? It's not to sound like an old man, but it's technology. Technology is just, yeah. it's rapidly growing way, way too fast. Yeah. Because even back then they had the, vision. like, my mom remembers having the Atari and stuff like that. Right. And my mom is a gamer herself. Right. So it's like. And that's not a joke, folks. No, she yeah. literally points out commercials to him. I've seen it happen. She's like, hey. Are you getting that one? Yeah. No, I want that one. You picked that up for me. For real, yeah, for real. And uh, but yeah, I just think it is completely different than than it was. Cause I mean, I remember just being on the bike till till it got dark, right? Just riding around, Go home. Yeah. And now you don't see you don't see anybody outside really. Even when you're just walking around, you don't see. Um. Anybody. Yeah, I think. I think. I mean, you for see the most dogs, for no. the most part, I would agree with you. I don't see a lot of people out and yeah. about and doing stuff. But, like, it also depends, like, on where you live. Like, out here, there's, like, a lot of that rural open land out here in this oh, part this of town. Part right here? So, I always see, you know, a squad of kids on dirt bikes. Or there's one kid who's got, like, a oh, go-kart. See? He's always tearing it up. Because like, when I go to my – I go – my aunt still lives in the neighborhood that I grew up in. Mm-hmm. So, when I go visit them, we'll be out there. Like, we'll, we'll be playing basketball. But there's no other kids. Nobody like, else. Before, there would be just a group of kids. Like, right. five or six kids all on bikes just riding down the street. Like, you don't see any of that anymore. It's weird. Mm-hmm. My nephews and nieces play outside at my mom's house. That is true. They have bikes. They have scooters. They the have basketball. For real? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have um, – they have To the point where he, like, thinks he's invited to everything. Uh 
<laughs> he just shows up. <laughs> where would you come from? You know. But then, lives? but then you have to think about it too. Of like, that's when they're at my at my mom's house, which is their grandma, and right. so yeah. that she was raised in like ah, the seven, exactly. you know, yeah. mid seventies, eighties too. So yeah. she's like, go outside, go play. Like so she you makes know? him. Yeah. It's, yeah. But it's way funner, right? It's, she's like, I mean, okay, get out of the house. Was. You know, go play, whatever. Like she even takes some roller skating. Yeah. So like they roller skate, and she even brings sometimes the neighbor kids to go roller skating. Mm-hmm. So it's like I think more so too is like our generation, the millennials are not doing that stuff anymore because you know, like when's the last time that you've gone outside and played really? You know, like mm-hmm. so I, w- I rode my skateboard around at work one time. Does that count? Uh. But I'm saying that's not something <laughs> that you guys typically do. It's not like, oh yeah, on Saturday mornings I go and play basketball with a right, group of right, friends. Yeah, or, right. But that's you know, what I was saying, like, pointing out like when I'm over there because we do hang out outside still. Like when I go to, we go right back in town. We were like just posted outside, mm-hmm. and uh, okay, Craig, yeah, <laughs> pretty much, bro. That's how it was. <laughs> like that's how we'd be, and then uh, yeah, it's just way different. And even when I, we do, like last year, I was playing basketball with my nephews, and mm-hmm. barely see any anybody at the park. And but you see how you said that your your nieces and nephews came out and played with you. Yeah, but that has to be that mentality of like it's the normal thing to do. It's like yeah, those, we would we had to bring them out. Yeah. It's like one of the fa- like one of the families that I would babysit for. Um, she's a really big reader, so like her kids are like super avid readers. Like mm-hmm. they'll walk they walk around with books. They'll be sitting outside reading books when I pull up, and I'm like, what is happening right now? Dang. But because that's the atmosphere that's set up at home, you know, like they have yeah. a library that they can. My kid's gonna be that one out in the uh, front yard throwing Kamehameha waves, uh, waiting for something <laughs> to happen. It's gonna happen this time. But you know what I mean. So yeah. like that's the atmosphere that's set up at home. You know what I mean, like. Um, most people that are like musicians or whatever, their parents were too, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So it's not something that just comes out of kind of like thin air for the, for the, like the majority, not for everyone, yeah, obviously. It could, but yeah. It could be that too, because my mom, like I said, she would do all that stuff. So that's what we would do. If she was bored, that's what we would do. Go to the park and play. Uh, quick side note, parents, if you're a parent and you listen to this, don't force whatever you do on your kids. They'll no. they'll be drawn to it naturally. Yeah, just give them the opportunity yeah. to show them different things. Yeah, because if you force it on them, the exact opposite's gonna happen. I promise you. Yeah, but but, I, but like how you were saying, like you have your nieces and nephews, and you guys go to the park. Yeah. But it's like that's it's so it's like a part of what you're doing. So they come along with you, but you're but, not but you're not gonna say go outside and go and play on the park, and everyone's like, uh, eh, like we're gonna go sit and play we're gonna our go play the game. Then. Yeah. Yeah, that is how, but that that's how they told us though. Like it, it got to the point where we just wanted to be outside. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like we want to go to the levee. We want to go hang out. We, it would just be all the cousins. We would just, it was no adults. You know what I mean? It was just us running to right. the park. The and, youngsters. Yeah. And But that was probably was what you guys kid. were doing when you were younger though with your yeah, parents, you I was know, like, like like that was part I of think what they would just let us because they grew up like that mom said right. that they used to be out of the house too all day so it's kind of they probably grew up with that same mentality where now it's just it's so different especially like the way that you go on social media and you hear about all these people that are like trying to get that are you know seeing or feeling as if they were being sex trafficked or you know so you're like get inside i don't you know like even i know that sometimes i can get like uh caught in that like in the sense where like my nieces and nephews will Hysteria. be riding around the riding around the block and i'm like i just seen on the news that there was a 10 year old kid missing you're nine years old but i think yeah and i think statistically like stuff is safer now than it's ever been but it could be because everybody's inside yeah (laughs) you know what i mean right yeah so so that i mean that could be a factor of it too Mm -hmm. 
It's a, you hear less of it than I mean you probably didn't hear as much of it going on because of the internet. You know what I mean? Right, you get right. stories go viral, so everybody hears everything. Yeah. So the, literally the night after it happens, and now everybody does keep their kids inside. So maybe that's the reason those numbers have gone down. Who knows? I think so. So, but yeah, it's it's just and this is a good segue into uh, the other topic we're talking yeah. about, right? That that um this generation is avoiding yeah. sex. They're avoiding alcohol. work, <laughs> alcohol. <laughs> they're, it's, and they're, they're trying to say that it, they're, they're being less independent because mm-hmm. they're going on less dates, right? They're going, they're driving at a later age. They're getting driven mm-hmm. around. They don't even go to places by themselves without their parents as much as we used to. So, yeah. But they're saying, I, too, because um, people are living longer. So maybe their adulthood is becoming, you know. Their childhood is, is, is extending. Extending because yeah. they're having people are having longer lives so because i hear people all the time now saying like 30 so young 30 you know like where i never heard that growing up it was always like oh you're turning 30 like and not only yeah because all we was hearing is the older people talk about this stuff and now as we're getting older you know what i mean it's even a shift in us i think even as millennials well even just even just like millennials like wear graphic tees and things like that like those are things that you know the generation before us was not yeah Adults aren't wa- walk, uh, walking around with graphic tees. Yeah, we've or talked band about that. Remember, or, like, yeah. you know, somebody from my dad's generation, if he saw somebody our age walk, you know, rocking a Batman shirt, he probably would have laughed at them. Yeah, like, what is wrong with you? Whereas now it's like that's commonplace. Yeah, that could, do, Dad, that could go with style too, though. Style has changed and stuff too. Yeah, but I'm saying just like, like being a kid longer. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know yeah. people. You know, my father-in-law's age that play video games for fun. You know, yeah. like that's not an activity that they like. I'm going to go do grown man stuff and go work on a th- car. I'm uh, going to go, you know, I'm going to be out in the garage. How old is, he, how old is your dad? 57. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. But you know what I mean? Like that's not, you would think at 57, 58 years old, your body would do a lot better playing a video game than going out into the garage and working yeah. on a car. But that's what, that's generational gaps where it's like, this is what was acceptable and this is what you did on your free time. Where now it's like kids are, kids, 30 year old men are like, you want a game? Do you got this new game? Blah, 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 you know. Yeah, don't say it so harshly though like that. 30 year old men. 30 year old men, quote unquote. Oh, stop, man. (laughs) But no, I'm just saying like the. Your man games. I'm just saying like the. uh, the expectant level of like maturity is so different, but you know, like the signs of, of you being mature, you know, where like you're not. Yeah, you, they're not an immature thing anymore. Right. To, to be, play video games. But I mean, they got rid of M games, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I'm sure like his dad thinks that that's immature. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. just that generational gap. Yeah. He, you know, when he found out I bought one of those things. He's like, why? Yeah. He's like, why, man? Like, that's oh, a waste why? of money. Like, that's no, that's not sir, an investment, not. you know, no, like. But that's the mindset. Whereas, like, our generation is like, if that's what you enjoy Yolo. doing, like, <laughs> you know, Yolo, bro. if that's so what outdated. you like to do for your free <laughs> time, is. that's cool. You know, I'm myself. I am a millennial. Like, uh, like yeah. men have like, you know, man caves that have arcade games in them. Right. And like, that's yeah normal. You know, you don't you're not looked at these as are like people older immature. than us. Even like you would say even Joe Rogan, he's a straight up gamer. Oh, yeah. Heck, MMA fighters. They're like 30 in their 30s and stuff. Mm-hmm. They're all gamers. But like, they're like considered millennials still, yeah. right? So no, no, not Joe Rogan. Uh, no. Joe Rogan's 15, the cutoff for so. millennials eighty. If you were born after oh, or 80, I, 87. Eight, oh, 87. I heard eighty-seven. My own. I heard it's eighty or eighty-five. I've heard different ones yeah. too. But so I don't know. I just think like uh, 
I think it just is such, it's just generational gaps of what people enjoy doing now you know like when you say 30 now people are like oh you're st- you're still so young yeah. you have your whole life ahead of you 30s is the new 20s like all and this I'm, stuff and I'm thinking too like it, it's a it's a it's a reaction to like how easy life is now too compared to how it was back then but yeah. the thing is it's really not easier. you know it's not in the sense of like livelihood like Nowadays, it's not typical for 30-year-olds to have their own home, to live on their own. Yeah. To, you know, like now... But I'm talking about life in general. It's Like easier. livelihood in the sense of like activities. Like being able to stuff. actually be... To survive. Mm-hmm. I'm talking like, you know, before it was like shelter, food, and all that stuff, people... And then, like, now it's, like, with all our social programs and stuff, it's a lot easier. And, like, not saying that there's not a struggle. There's right. definitely struggle. But our struggle is completely different than it was for yeah. our parents. You know what I mean? Like it was different. And I think that that has to do with more like why people are becoming more creative. Cause if you have all this time now, like everything's way easier. What are you going to do with that extra time? Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to be creative. And I think that's why, and I think even that, that plugs into why they all understand like all these YouTubers and everybody blowing up because they're all the creative people. And I, now this is their time to kind of mm-hmm. exercise all that stuff. Yeah. But nowadays it's like, it's, um, socially accepted to have roommates at your in your 30s to have you know what i mean like whereas before it was like in your 30s you need to be married married have kids like you know what i mean then that was like mid-20s you were expected to have those things you know and now even early 20 meet them in college right that's what there was like meet your spouse in college and all that right like exactly so it's like it's so different now the way that our the expectancy of what the life looks like is so different now like people aren't having kids until their 30s or their 40s even you know because people are more career-minded than family-minded you know they Mm want to get their career and and like they're more focused i feel like in like wealth and so like we need to have our careers in order we need to have this we need to have that and then later on we'll worry about building the family yeah and then that that's a that brings up a whole nother problem have you guys heard about the how um a lot of women ain't able to get married nowadays because of that stuff because they focus on their career so young oh, and then to yeah. when they when they start getting older and they want to start settling down mm-hmm. it's like uh i don't know if you guys have you guys ever listened to jordan peterson it sounds familiar uh i told you about him but he talked about it too how he had a lot of clinic like a lot of people come in as clients to ask like why are they sad and it's because they put aside just having a family at a younger age and then they get to a certain age where it's you know higher risk pregnancy and all kinds mm-hmm. of stuff and it kind of just disqualifies that for them right and it's like uh so that 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 forms a problem too i even read an, an article a long time ago i think in uh like a few years ago not a super long time ago but they were saying now how you were saying that women are focused more on their career and then they're ready to settle down and have kids and then they have kids and they resent their kids because it takes mm-hmm. them takes them away from what they their life purpose was before that kid, you know. Mm-hmm. So either they begin ne- neglecting their kid and like have zero desire and like we'll leave them at daycare all day, mm-hmm. every you know like and just be so caught up in working after hours and things like that. Um, but they're like because they end up resenting the kid. Like I spent you know twelve years going to law school to become this lawyer, and now I have this kid that wants my attention, and it's taking me away from this that I wanted so bad. You know. Yeah, you sent you just sent me that article because I I've never heard that side of it, but that's I'm pretty sure that happens too a lot. For sure. Because um, it's by it's it's a double edged sword thing. You know what I mean? It's 
you know, either either you you miss out on the, on those years, and then now, like you want a family, and you can't find somebody that wants to settle down and have a family with you, mm-hmm. or like you've been career minded so long that when your finally family finally starts forming, it's like you don't feel fulfilled by it. Right, so you feel like, like it's a uh, a roadblock versus a blessing. You know? Yeah. Even so. like because women have a stigma that they have to have kids, you know, like nowadays I think that that stigma is being a little less and less, but I still, Oh yeah. Less I, kids are being born. Yeah. But sure. I mean, anytime that I go to a family gathering or I see friends like still no baby that, you know, like what's going on? No baby. You think they have that house? pressure. And I think that people just expect when you're married, you have kids and mm-hmm. Hey, you guys have almost been married six years now. Where's the baby at? You know? Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, you know, like, Oh, you're going to be 30. What are you doing? You know? And uh-huh. it's like, that's just the norm where nowadays people don't even have the desire to have kids at all. Like, yeah. you know, like, because people feel, I think, uh, us as a generation are more aware of the cost of kids and the cost of living and everything mm-hmm. is just to have a, you know, live on your own is expensive to bring a kid in the world. is like, how are you going to be able to afford that? And if I can barely the, afford what I have now as for myself. And like, I feel like us as a generation want our kids to have a, abundance and don't have that mindset of like, we'll just make it happen. Us in America, I yeah. would say in the U S more right. than anything, because you hear like generational wealth, you know, as soon as you, you know, have kids, you need to make sure that you have a, uh, you know, a life insurance policy. You need to have this, you need to have that. You need to make sure you're saving up for your kid's college fund. You need to make sure you can send your kid to that good school, you know, like, and it's like all these pressures. And so I think some people are just like, end up like shell shocked and like, all right, never mind. I don't want to do that. But like, that's too much societal pressure. Like mm-hmm. there's people that turn out just fine. Like, you know, having a trade. Like, I don't, like I said, I think I said it before. I mentioned yeah. it before. Like people don't promote that enough anymore. Mm-hmm. Like we need the, we need tradesmen. Like who the heck is going to build the infrastructure, mm-hmm. you know, of this whole society that we have. Yeah. I and have then people a- don't, people don't value these people, but it's like, they're the reason that we have running water. You know yeah. what I mean? People that, that broke their, like, this is, and then everybody like, cause there's a, I don't know if you guys ever heard that term, the high value man thing. Mm-hmm. That's a term out there now that's being thrown around a lot, but they're talking about, it's always like businessmen, people that have this much money. And then people look down on tradesmen, like mm-hmm. whatever it is, like a plumber or welder, or all these people. But it's like, bro, if it wasn't for them mechanics, if it wasn't for them, you wouldn't have this society. Mm-hmm. Like they build these things and we undervalue them. Like but the we, thing is, is that's that, messed up, dude. Like, I think that that's, yeah. that shouldn't be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now that they're like, there's less and less tradesmen, people, like you said, because it's not being promoted. It's looked down upon, you yeah, know, that's um, not good. Now these tra- tradesmen are getting paid a lot of money they're making way more money than these guys with these college degrees and all this exactly because they're they're they're, you know in high demand because it's like oh you actually want to work with your hands like you actually want to get down and get dirty you don't want to sit at a desk all day you know um because people stigmatize it right Mm -hmm. they care about the title more than they do of of what how valuable that job actually is yeah i have a friend whose husband makes like 50 plus dollars an hour as like a licensed contractor you know and it's like and that's on like an hourly that's not even taking his own jobs and things like that he can make fifteen thousand dollars on a bathroom that he can knock out in a week you know and so it's like here we are you know glamorizing this business life 
But it's like those those things take up your you, yeah they, your entire life because you're sitting at home. Everyone needs to be a like I don't know how many people need to become business owners. Everyone needs to have their own business. Entrepreneurs. Like, yeah, and mm-hmm. it's like how can everyone have their own business? Who's going to be buying from these people? Yeah, you know? just, <laughs> like, it's just sad because it's a disservice to even the kids that want to do that. Like, is it bad for me to want to do this? Because I have a cousin who he was doing he was doing heck of good in robotics, so he knew how to work with his hands a lot. He didn't like to study that much, but that all they wanted, all they cared about was like your grades in this. And he was getting good grades in that, mm-hmm. in that, in that thing that he, in that class that he was taking. I forgot what it was, but it was, uh, it like something with electronics, like something that had to do with soldering and mm-hmm. all this stuff, like building little machines and stuff. And, but they would, th- at the school, they didn't pay attention and push him in that level because, you know, he wasn't doing that good in the other, right. in the other fields. But it's like, why don't you take, why don't you think about, that this kid is better at working with his hands than he is maybe at sitting there and reading that. Maybe that's super boring to him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But they don't care about that in the school. No. All they want to do is send people to college. That's, I mean, not saying that going to college is bad, right? By all means, if that's what you want to do, then do it. You know what not I mean? Not to mention the, uh, the behind the scenes about public schools is like, you know, for a fact that if they get more graduates and more, of a higher GPA overall and more people that actually go they, to college, they get more money. They get more money. They get more so money. So of course they're not going to care it's about it. It's a racket, bro. It's, yeah. all, it's all a friend. Like it's, it's just sad to me that all these kids are falling through the cracks and stuff because nobody is trying to play to their strengths mm-hmm. because they, it has to be this way. It has to be, you have to be super good at these academics, this, this thing that we're telling you to be good at, but on, they could have a way better, more fulfilling job and better career if we try to do something for all of them, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? To try to look for their strengths individually. And I know that's super hard because you would need way more programs. You did you ever, more staff. did you ever see the movie soul? No. Oh no, I didn't watch it, but I heard it's good. And that's, a, that's literally what we're talking about. Really? There was this one soul that didn't want to go to earth because she couldn't figure out what she wanted to do. Ah, uh. And like, that's pretty much like the, the main core of the movie is that he's trying to get her to like, do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? And he's like showing her all this stuff and she just doesn't know what she wants to do. Yeah. And we need that one on one. Like somebody needs to care enough to sit down with air. Well, not one single person, but we need that one on one to figure out what this kid wants. Like you said, like nobody sat there and said, hey, he's pretty good at that. Maybe we should, you know, invest. Exactly. Help him out to get there. Like, well, now you do see more like charters that are focused on like college prep. You, there's focus on like arts arts and you know draw or like music and arts and things mm-hmm. like that where they do try to specialize in those things but then i think that parents just send their kids to those schools because oh it's you know but is the kid really interested in that you know what i mean because there are like high-tech schools there are like yeah but in- the majority like i think that the majority of kids go to public schools don't they like uh, we should try to get that in public schools I mean, where I grew up, it was all public schools. I never went to a charter school. But charter schools are more and more like, there's even charter schools now in like every area, in the hood, not in the hood, like. They're becoming more common. Yeah, they're becoming more common and they're becoming more specialized. But I think parents are just hearing that, oh, this is a better school than the public school. And even if my kid's not interested in music and arts or whatever, I'm going to send them here because it's better than the neighborhood school Uh. and it's still close by. You know what I mean? Um, Because I had gotten an interview at this school that was called um, something, something, Natomas (laughs) Performing Uh, Arts. That narrows it down. (laughs) Uh, Performing Arts School. And they were like saying like basically 
that this school had really ended up bringing in that one of the things in the application was that you need to have a clear conscience about working with students that are homosexual because the Mm -hmm. performing arts brought in that title brought in a lot of kids that identify as homosexuals because they felt accepted there you know and so they were saying that that was like the majority of you know and so it's like that stigma of like you know if a guy's gay they're into this you know what i mean and so maybe they're there type thing i like Um, music and all kinds of arts and stuff and but i'm saying i'm saying this is this is what they said is like that's (laughs) That's what just what happened that's what the the student body consisted of a lot of homosexual students you know part of the lbgtq um community yeah so homosexual bisexual what you know so on and so on but they were saying that that drew drew a lot of um students that identified there so um i think yeah i don't think that people i don't even think parents so much focus on their kids' strengths so how can you expect the school district to want to focus on that you know what i mean and i would say look at the because my cousin he was getting good grades in that yeah but i'm saying but if parents don't even take the time and they're not investing in them and taking their kids to you know robotics class you know classes after school you know programs and things like that i don't i think that sometimes us as families especially it was even more evident when we the pandemic started how much families depend on the school for child care for everything education you know and so like parents were having fits when it was time for the for their kids to have to be at home for the school year, you know, like you want me to do, you know, make sure my kid does their work. They don't listen. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. And, it's and, like, I'm not, and, I'm, and I'm not saying like the, the school should be in charge totally of that. But I'm mm-hmm. saying knowing that a lot of the parents don't care. Why don't we open our minds up a little bit more to it? Because I'm saying like schools are always just trying to stick people straight to college. Mm-hmm. That's our goal. Get them to college. Get them to college. Get them to college. And. What about the kids that don't get to go to college? They're just going to have a crappy life then? Right. I don't think... Like, you want to work in that field, right? Shouldn't you be passionate about that kind of job? Right. I'm not talking about you, specifically. No. But I'm saying, like, people in that, in you general. know? Like, you know that these that these kids have messed up lives, like, especially if you're working in the underprivileged. But I think it's so hard, too, though, like, coming from someone that works at a school, and you work at a school, too. Yeah. But it's so hard when you have 500-plus students... And there's 50 teachers, if that, that's an exaggeration. You know, that's that's still, what, 10 kids per teacher. Yeah. And that's if you even are in contact with, you know, five, 10 different kids. You know what I mean? And those same teachers are in contact with over 200, 300 kids. And you want them to have to go and meet every every single need. But then I think that... And that's why, yeah, earlier I even said, like, we would need a bigger staff. We yeah, and it's, way more it's really hard, too, in that aspect, because, um, like I said, like, I feel like there are programs out there and free programs, you know, mm-hmm. and but there usually are after school because schools, you know, schools have requirements that they have to have their kids kids need to learn x y and z these are the core curriculum this needs to be taught you know so mm-hmm. they can't sit there and you know sure in an, in an elective they can say let's have drama let's have music but school funding is always going down so to have all these different electives is really difficult because of the cost of it you yeah. know but they do have tons of community things that i see all the time flyers being passed around of like if you're the in the ages of 14 to you know 18 years old like sack you know, Sac Sheriff has like a high school program for you to go and you can earn money by just going to these meetings with, you know, to have mentors 
because yeah. it is an underprivileged but school that, that we attend, you know? And so it's like, but these kids aren't taking advantage of that. They could be getting $600 a semester just to attend a Tuesday meeting once a month. Or, you and know that's what when I mean? it falls on the parents. Like they're the ones who should yeah. be pushing them. And, and I think just, I'm just sensitive to it because I have so many family members and younger kids that I just knew were way smarter than the credit they were getting at school and mm-hmm. stuff. And that could have done. And that's probably cause I'm too close to it. And I'm sure that a lot of people out there feel the same way about their family members, but it just feels like, like f- for for kids that kind of dealt with their issues, like there was there's really nothing they can do. Like there was no one that can help them. And it was like, yeah. You know? And and even like there's they always say too. like if you look at statistics as like school staffing, like they'll have, you know, more police on staff at a bad school mm-hmm. than they do counselors. You know See what I'm saying? Yeah, they have, you to know, they're st- like like even, you know, the school that I work at, we have He's over five hundred over 500 kids and we have one counselor for all of them you know one social and emotional counselor and it's like how do you expect this person to get to every emergency situation to be on top of you know and that's what i'm saying yeah the staff needs to be the the staff needs to be increased Mm -hmm. and i know yeah it, it, it comes with a lot because the schools it has way too many more way too many students for the amount of staff like I know because I work at a school and then I see how the workloads be. Exactly. It's crazy. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's not, so I'm not saying like it's the teacher's fault or the, the school's fault. I'm saying like there's a greater problem than even just that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I totally agree. Like I said, the 500 students plus and one ca- social emotional counselor, like how does that even equate, you know, remotely, yeah. you know, it's like at least let's have, you know, two to split in half you know or whatever the case may be and then they're gonna be like well that's why we want more people to go to college dummy like i mm-hmm. know people are probably thinking that right now about me because like that's why we need more people to go to college and that's another thing like but i don't think there's a lack of the skills i think there's just a lack of a budget in the schools mm. you know and what they prioritize do we prioritize yeah. you know like how you're saying like there's kids that would probably benefit from sports to get that extra yeah. energy yeah. out to get any aggression out this and that but like are we going to spend money on sports or are we going to spend money on new textbooks? Are we going to, you know what I mean? It's like, it's sad that schools have to make these decisions every year of like what's on budget. Like I remember one of our budgets went literally all towards like lighting for outside, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, why is that a part of the, you know, the school budget that should be a separate, you know, thing. But now we're saying, okay, well now we have to prioritize obviously the safety of the students. So we need to have lights so yeah. that when it gets dark, you know, when it's daylight savings or whatever, you know what I mean? So we have to pay for the lights, but that's not a, you know, how can we have gotten that maybe donated from like a community member? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But that just then became a part of the budget for the school. So yeah. it's like, those are the things where it's like, you have to pick and choose. Do we need more new desk for the students or, Hey, do we need to spend all of our money on, you know, Chromebooks because now we're in distance learning that we can't afford, you know, afford yeah. any other thing because that's what's taking precedence, you know? So I think it's always just, uh, like what's the biggest, you know, we have to tackle mm-hmm. the biggest hurdle and then move on, you know? And yeah. And then it's like, and I think that, I think that people need to start encouraging more full families. You know what I mean? In the sense, like married people having kids, like, cause that's one of the biggest, that's one of the biggest factors that people look at. If they say that you're more likely to drop out of school, you're more likely to go to prison, Mm -hmm. like to have a, you know, to have a better home life. And that has to be a factor that takes place too. Like that has to, I'm sure that affects how they feel at school and stuff. Yeah. And I say that cause I came from a single mom, you know what I mean? Right. And it's like, I'm pretty sure my life probably would have been better if my dad mm-hmm. was there. 
Yeah. And I, and I don't say that about every father because there's some marriages that are terrible, but right. It's just may benefit from a deduction. Just, yeah. It's a multi-layered freaking problem. And I right. understand that too. So it's, it's just, it's just like you said, it triggered. Yeah, it's just, triggered. yeah it's Mary. just like, but even dang, parents yeah, that aren't married, just the two parents being involved in the child's life, you know what I that mean? That would make it better. Yeah. Cause it's yeah. an easier workload. Like, right. you, like you were saying, like the parents just kind of throw them over there. Cause a lot of them are single parents too. Right. And they're There's exhausted so and yeah. they have to work to, you know, to keep the house afloat and yeah. then they have to come home and they're required to help with homework or required, you know, whatever cook dinner or, you know, so kids are living off of, you know, warm up. So the school is, or, school is one of their parents. Yeah, basically. Definitely. You know what I mean? But I mean, it's also it's not a, a fair role because like I, like you were saying that, you know, school should be able to like notice what kids are good at and things like that. But it's like when you're dealing with so many kids, how are you able to really get to know kids on a personal yeah, level, you know, it, and like get to know them you would and actually, their skills? You and know? that's why kid, like, that's why the parents get a report card. You know what I mean? And they get the progress reports. And if they really looked at it, they'll be like, OK, my kid is excelling in this because it tells you right there. Right. whatever it is and then they could they could be able to go into the school more informed and be like well why don't we help my kid out with this and stuff but it's just like they they, they don't a lot of parents don't have time for that because they got to work multiple jobs just mm-hmm. to try to stay afloat it's just the system's definitely broken yeah, you there's know there's definitely what else is new? there's definitely yeah. a need for Damn, ch- we can we came over here for, for from nostalgia to here right <laughs> right hard left i mean i think that ultimately it's there are so many things in the community, but people are so stuck on within themselves. They don't go out to the community center. Like I remember growing up for Halloween, we would always go to our community center that was closest to our house and we would do the community trick or treating like trunk or treat. Uh, yeah. You know, we would always go to the, you know, spaghetti night dinner and like all those things. Like we always were a part of those things. And so we were able to make friends and do things like that and like be a part of the community. Like I remember my, uh, our community center had free ballet classes. I remember my mom sending me over there. Like you didn't have to pay. You just send your kid like for two hours and you know, on a Monday night or something and brought them in a tutu and let them, you know, run around and do Mm -hmm. whatever. But it's like nowadays parents don't do that stuff anymore. Like you're really, you're really going above and beyond if you sign your kid up for sports nowadays, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, those are things that are really necessary, especially now that kids aren't as outside as they were before, like for on their free time, then like get them involved in a sport, get them involved in something that, you know, is going to help them to even interact with other kids, their ages. Uh, speaking yeah. of sports real quick, cause there's no real good place for me to tell the story, but I think you viewers will find it or listeners will find it funny. Uh, parents don't, like I said earlier, like don't, um, I already forgot. Yeah, don't don't be too pushy with stuff. Like my father really wanted me to do sports, and it was very apparent that that's not what I was going to excel <laughs> at. And this guy literally just went through all of the sports. Like Every sport. Basketball, no. Baseball, no. I mean, we were out there on rollerblades playing hockey at some point. That's how <laughs> desperate this man wanted me to play sports. Anything. And anything. I, it's okay. If your kid doesn't... Should have put you in a combat sport, maybe. Maybe eh, wrestling or something. Maybe. We didn't. I don't know. That never happened. Yeah. But the point is, like, don't push too hard. Like, yes, obviously you want to try or whatever, and sports are always probably good for them. Like you were saying, it yeah. probably gets a lot of that extra angst out and stuff, but it's like, you got you to gotta read the room, guys. 
But now yeah. they have more more activities than they have ever had. Yeah. Like now they have things like you can design your own video game, computer programming. Mm-hmm. They have those like for over the summertime. I was seeing tons of flyers like that, like even on social media posts like um, what's his name? Bobby Jackson from the Kings or whatever was going to be at Northgate Park doing training for two weeks for basketball, like, you know, free of charge. You just had to go yeah. over and pay and go to sign your kid up and have them there at these, you know, like two weeks of training. They were showing like schools are having different, um, like I said, computer programming. People are having robotics. People are having people. And yeah, people yeah. in general just have to start caring more. Exactly. And they make the it time and the effort. Parents, like, yeah. I don't, that's why I say like, I don't think that it should just solely be on the, on the, yeah, teachers, it's, way, it yeah it's a be, way bigger problem than that because if we had more parents that were willing to help and volunteer at the schools they would probably be able to do more programs you know what yeah. i mean like and my I, point is too like uh, my point with that was like th- they do just push college right you know that is mean? true they do do that i think they do that too much yeah because they don't you know like we said like they really stigmatize like being a working person yeah you know what i mean a blue collar person Cause even like another thing that I had noticed was like our school would do, um, after like after school, um, they were called, um, I don't remember what they were called, but after school clubs in, they literally would invite parents to come out. And if they had like a special skill, like if they were really good at cooking, like maybe you can host, you know, cooking group or whatever. Uh, And the only people that came to volunteer were teachers, you know? And so like one of the, and they're in their, in their spouses. So like one teacher, like her and her husband do dancing. And so it was a teacher and, and her spouse that were teaching a dance class. And it was like, he was getting off of work every Monday or Tuesday, whatever, to make sure that he was there to help. But it's like, why aren't parents taking the initiative too of like an enrichment? That's what they yeah. Call an it, enrichment. Yeah. yeah. And so they were like doing those types of things. Like teachers were like staying after school literally to help and make these, you know, enrichments possible because they do want to give those, you know, Oh, well let's have an art class. Let's have a guitar class. Like there yeah. were these different music classes and all these things, but they yeah. were all ran by teachers. And that's how, how you're saying like teachers are burnt out by the end of the day. Yeah. You think that they want to go and run another class of something. And that's, that's what I'm saying. Like there. I don't blame the teachers because the teachers are the ones that just talk to it. They still have the curriculum. They still got to do whatever the higher ups tell them. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, they don't have control over all that curriculum and stuff. It's other, like, I don't know who's in, in control of that stuff. And who's the one that says like you have to push this. Cause I'm pretty sure that there's a lot of teachers that have different opinions on a bunch of stuff and they can't because they have to teach basically what the, whatever the district is saying right. has to be done. Yeah. It's, it's crazy so, the way yeah. that that all works. I'm not bashing teachers at all. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> yeah. It's just, yeah, it's crazy. Cause like I said, like you would think that if you had a, like, I remember when I was younger, my mom was at my school all the time. Like she was always in my preschool class, you know, she always made it a point, even though my birthday was in the summertime. My mom was there when she had to pick me up from fights. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. No, my mom would like volunteer, but like she was like she was young when she had me. So I think she was she probably just had more energy. Maybe. I don't know. But she was always going to different events for us. She would always like volunteer to chaperone for field trips, like all of that stuff, you know. So, yeah. For me, that's why I'm always like, there's no excuse. Like, you can make it work if you really want to be, you know, if you really want your kids to get involved in things and you think that, you know, they are good at something or you want to invest that time and effort, like, you'll do it. Like, if you yeah. want your kid to be involved in sports, you'll run yourself ragged. But even that, like, I know some people would be like, well, you can't say that there's no excuse. Like, 
like the whole thing you can't judge anybody's breakthrough until you know what they've been through type thing you yeah. know what I mean like people have and I'm sure your mom didn't have the best life or anything like that but I'm just saying like people have everybody has it's it's, it's almost like it becomes a cycle yeah in that family you know what I mean people yeah, no, definitely had those generational just they, generational curses that's what they're called right and right. it's just stuff that just gets repetitive and yeah definitely I feel I I totally agree with that there are those generational curses and that's probably why for me i'm like that's the standard for me because that's how i grew up you know Mm -hmm. like i would be you know devastated if i wasn't invited on field trips or you know what i mean to be a part of my kids life because that's how i seen you know whereas like other kids or other parents are like my mom never showed up to any of my sport games Mm -hmm. or you know so why would i i don't need to show up i just drop them off and you know because there's parents like that like my little brother plays soccer right now and so there's like parents that are really involved and they're like in charge of the carpool and they're Mm. picking up the kids of the of the kids of whose parents don't really care that much not that they don't care but maybe they just don't have the time or whatever you know but they don't take their kid to the practice so there's like two parents that are like running the kids back and forth the whole soccer team getting them to and from where they need to go you know yeah and so it's like but i think like like i said like being my mom's one of the carpool drivers that i'm like what the heck like why would you want like why would you want to miss out on those things like that something that your kid thinks is important you know you want to make sure that you're involved yeah you could be with them in those moments yeah and they can think back to that right like they were you know but yeah that's we yeah left field like you said yeah we make a hard left yeah he said I know. What was this even about? We were talking about Nostalgia. how. And then the Gen Z, how they're way less independent. And then they're like, because they're, they're living longer. Right. We also wanted to talk Let's about the. Let's talk whole, about what? About the freaking. Should we talk about the uh, new robot? The new AI? I don't aren't, think aren't so. You, aren't you frustrated about that fight? That fight, yeah. Well, I, I have some choice words. I got my refund, so it's like I feel a lot better now. Oh, jeez. Yeah, dude. dude yeah, but I yeah. got what I wanted. I'm it, good. It was, yeah, it was not the best experience. They suck. Somebody definitely got fired at Showtime. Yeah, for those of you who don't know uh, Showtime, uh, they had the rights to the uh, Mayweather and Jake Paul. Paul. No, Logan. Uh, Logan Paul Logan fight. Paul. And um, if you had the app, which is the only... Well, you also had the choice of cable. If you didn't have cable, which, let's be honest, I don't think anybody does anymore except yeah, maybe like 25% of the population, you had to use that app, and that app crashed. Yeah. And I mean hard, crashed. Dude. You couldn't even open it to watch anything else. Dude. Never mind the fight. Three hours of trying to get that started, and it still it still didn't work, dude. It's like, and I, I got my refund. Right. I had to hit him up and... But yeah, it's terrible. Like, I wonder how much money they lost, though. Too, you know, they oh, had to like because sure. all the refunds, like, they gave me my refund pretty fast. So it's like, they're they're shooting a hack of money back, and I'm pretty sure yeah. people are filing refunds for. They probably streamed it, and they're still trying to get a refund just because it sucked uh, for so many other people. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, but it's still like, what happened? Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, like have have they let, have they put anything else out, um, Lika? Almost said the wrong name. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you're lucky you're making that mistake with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let it pass. Let it slide. Have um, they? No, I have been seeing people and people are even trying to take. Hello? Okay. Sorry right. about that, everyone. The uh, mascot, the dog, he decided he wanted to sniff the power cord to our recording device and uh, unplugged it. Yeah. Good job, Pooch. Good job, buddy. <laughs> 
so, so you, yeah had they put anything else out yeah so people are like saying basically that everyone is really upset because showtime the help on twitter um yeah. that that handle the showtime help which is like basically the customer service or help link of you know showtime people are like saying that when they first announced that they were going to be doing the refunds like the day after the fight then they were saying if you need a refund submit it here and they were sending them to a website that was like completely a like black page or like a page a with blank page. sorry it was like no it was a white page but it had some text but then where you needed to go and submit for the refund yeah. it was in white text so you could wow. only see it if you, you highlighted the whole page wow Bruh, they suck even at making that Man, somebody their tech team is and definitely so gonna have like, to get new people fired. Well, yeah. people Everyone like the Showtime fired. support people. Well, people are like saying like that's messed up. Why aren't you sending them to the direct link of like yeah. the page that yeah. opens for the refund? Why are you sending them to this page that you have to go and like basically scavenger hunt for this stinking Dang. link to get the actual refund? You know. Um, so they're gonna clash action. So people are saying, yeah, yeah, yeah like they were wanting to make make a, a thing and so people are like here copy and paste this and print it out and send it to showtime like to show that you have more and more support yeah and so it was basically saying like that you want more than the money that you paid because sure. you wasted your entire evening mm -hmm. you might have had yeah. guests over you know yeah. um whatever the case was like you ruined our night you know like yeah. not only did you ruin three hours of our life you know we put fifty dollars we're sitting here been gaming dude yeah, you know what I mean, I could have been doing something productive. Any, any. <laughs> <laughs> and so a lot of people were like saying, like, number one, why didn't you send us to the exact link that you needed for the refund? Why yeah. did you send us to a to, on a goose Somebody's chase? Somebody's definitely going to sue them. You know, but uh, that's like such a that's just such a dirty thing. Like, you know, you went out of your way to do that, to yeah. make the text the freaking same color as the uh, the page itself. Yeah, that's the scumbag uh, move. Yeah. So people are like going on to this onto this um, harder just thread. so you won't try to get it back yeah, huh? and so yeah. people were going on to the thread and they were like Showtime, make sure yeah, you know like this suck, is dude. like this is actually the real link to take you exactly to where you need to get the refund I don't know why Showtime didn't provide this link for you wow. you know things like that and so they were like and that's basically they're like you're kind of prying on people that aren't you know computer savvy you know, yeah. like preying on people, not prying, preying on people that aren't computer savvy because they're like, does anyone else feel like they made this refund request page like this on purpose to confuse oh, yeah. the debtor people did, from yeah, asking for did. a refund? Because literally it was like, so you had to go ahead and inquire about it, but you also, it was just not set up to be like easily used. And so they're like, maybe if people can't figure it out, maybe they won't submit the refund you know like yeah. forget it it was kind of sucky the, the one i went to to submit my refund yeah, it was sketch yeah it was weird but i i mean it wasn't all the way totally white like that on the one i got mm. but they probably um, changed it probably by the Too time many people I went, complaining but, but they did give me like a ticket number and stuff like there's it's the, we got a high volume of requests and all this stuff and all uh, well, but then yeah. i got in contact with apple because i had to because i paid uh, through it through my phone so i had to talk to apple and i think that I think they're the ones that gave it back. I don't know, but I just seen it back in my Not account. Showtime? Well, because it was purchased through Apple, and then oh. I sent the request to them. So good job, Apple, even though the lady on there was kind of like, I don't know if we're going to be able to do that. And I was like, they should know. Everybody knows that Showtime sucked. Like, right. 
Everybody knows that. If you, you should for buy, sure yeah. have a plethora of complaints, calls, and anybody who tried to get it through Apple, yeah. 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 So everyone's like, <laughs> people are Sorry, putting. We all paused because yeah, the dog the, seen something. The dog just started there. staring off into the distance, like, "What is happening? What's going on, guys?" People are saying, like, for everyone that can't figure it out, because clearly Showtime help won't tell you. Go to the bottom right of your browser and click Get Help. And the click feeling then request a refund. So it was like people were just saying like it was super. You might have to highlight all of your text on your page. All instructions had invisible white text. Invisible. Like just things like that. And <laughs> it's like what in the world, you know? Yeah. These well, guys. And then somebody put y'all can't be serious making me call Apple for a refund. Like, oh, there you go. Yeah. They like this was several people were having these same issues and people are like you guys took out your guys's you know $50 real quick why where's my $50 you know I think that's why they just started probably giving people it back because I don't remember getting another email or anything that's just you you guys epically dropped the ball like you this was a big deal yeah you knew there was going to be a ton of people trying to watch you guys lost hell of money you lost yeah you lost (laughs) all that money yeah and you're probably going to lose future business because of this. Your stock probably went down. Your your stock, wherever you're located, went down. And then to top it off, you had to be a dirtbag after all that and try to make getting Dude, a refund yes. a chore? Well, it didn't even look... I didn't, Well, we don't know what the problem was. Yeah, right? we don't Have know they even what released happened. any statement like why? Nope, they did not. Dang, they just suck. They just and suck. And so that probably HBO means that people aren't going to want to host the fights, you know? Like, they're not going to want the... Not the Showtime one. Not yeah. the Showtime ones, yeah. ESPN is whooping you guys now. Oh, yeah. ESPN plus... But, yeah. hey, in, in everyone else's defense, ESPN got that Disney money. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> True. But even... I mean, I'm sure it was because they had so many people buy this fight. You know, it was just yeah. a spectacle thing. It was a, but for if we're gonna talk about the fight itself, because I did manage to catch some. I felt like it was just some of it. <laughs> and then I watched the reviews and stuff. People saying that. Did you guys hear the whole controversy that like Logan Paul got knocked out? But uh, oh yeah, and Floyd like, Mayweather held him up. Yeah, I seen. Yeah, and I, I seen what? the little. Yeah. They yeah. have a little snippet of it. It does kind of look like that. It looks us. It definitely looks suspicious, dude. Huh. And um, I'll see if I can find yeah, it. Yeah, I'm gonna have to see that. They if if that's the case, he did a great job. He he convinced me. I yeah. could tell. No, yeah, it did. It did. Uh, uh, it was not that good of a fight. It really wasn't. They they clenched way too much. Yeah, but I mean, but it was like what you thought. Yeah, exactly. You. No one should have been surprised about what transpired. But I definitely wanted Mayweather to knock him out. Oh yeah. And then Who the doesn't? stupid stuff that Jay Paul was saying after Oh him. yeah, he's winning. He's yeah, up two he or something. Like, he's like fifty and one. <laughs> fifty and one. I'm like, bro, come uh, on. Yeah, yeah. And it was an exhibition, so nobody really won that fight. Yeah. Somebody had to lose by knockout. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Too funny. I mean he lasted eight rounds though. Yeah. McGregor didn't do that. Right? McNuggets. But then again, he was way bigger than McGregor because ah. McGregor cut weight. I mm-hmm. think they fought at one forty-seven because it was an it was like a real professional. Fight. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Because that gave him his fiftieth win, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. So they he went in, you know, cut heck of weight. Yeah. And I didn't have me potatoes. Yeah, I didn't have my potatoes. My potatoes. And he didn't really. He got TKO'd. Uh, honestly, I thought it was an early stoppage. Everybody was saying it wasn't. I felt like it was an early stoppage. Oh, wow, my McNuggets. Yeah, on the McGregor fight. 
Yeah, I don't remember that. No, yeah, they. Doesn't it kind of look like those? No, it hecka looks like he got yeah. rocked. So they're saying it was a whole ploy, like that none of them were yeah, supposed to win or something I to don't try know. to to try to capitalize it. It, it make could it. be the camera angle too, like maybe he was just trying to like get no, a better grip. No, his face looks like. But no, he does he look like, like he got that. Rocked, right? yeah. And he does look. Mayweather does look like he's holding them up. Like he could have easily like tried to pull yeah. them away. Well, then did you hear like Mayweather's press press conference afterwards? What he was say? basically like saying how like a lot of people were saying like, well, you didn't beat him, blah blah blah, you know. And he's like, he's like, I didn't care to beat him. He's like, at the end of the day, he's like, just the ads on my on my shorts alone was thirty million dollars. Yeah, you he know, was so to make money. So yeah, so he was he literally money Mayweather. Said, money it's in the name. Yeah, he literally was saying like, you guys can say whatever you guys want about me, but the people that are talking the most crap about me. Look at their their house they're driving to, and look at my house that I'm driving Dang. to. Yeah. You know, and he's like, when it comes to legalized bank ro- bank robbering, I'm the best. I'm the best. Like, yeah. you know, like he's like, I'm I'm literally just here to make the money. You know, I don't. Yeah, I I'm, could care less about. I'm just, I was mad that people actually thought that Logan Paul was gonna beat Mayweather. Yeah, that was, like people were actually thinking like, oh, he's gonna knock him out. And I'm like, well, I Bro, mean, like on. to be fair, he. There was potential there, but just not. Uh, 30 pounds heavier, but yeah. come on, bro. He's a bet. Yeah, he's, he's the best. And he's the freaking, his de- his defense is impenetrable. Next, you know I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he made like, but he made like a big old statement about it. I'm trying to find it right now to say like. Mayweather's? He, I yeah. did hear some of it. I think I watched a little bit about that. And he was, yeah, it was just a cash grab for him. Cash grab. Yeah. Nice. So. Speaking of which, if you want to have your company featured on the... (laughs) (laughs) Let us know. Please uh, hit us up on the DMs. On our Instagram page. Where we at? Where we at on time, guys? (laughs) Oh, we hit an hour. You want to wrap her up? Wrap it up? Or are we still looking for that official statement? No, I just wanted to kind of quote, but I I don't really care. I guess if you guys don't... (laughs) I'm Uh, saying if you guys don't think it's important to to say that... But I thought that it was just super interesting to see, like, that he was basically like, I could care less about this. Like, I Dang. made at least thirty million on my shorts alone. So yeah, bro, he was. I he, just came here to entertain, and he didn't even look winded, bro. Nope. He doesn't look like he, he. People were saying he probably didn't even train that hard for that fight. It's just <laughs> like, there's a big difference, man, and it just shows like you could say. Because everybody was doubting it, like even the like we we're talking about the Gen Zs, those are the main ones that were like, "Oh, Logan Paul's gonna knock him out." It's yeah, like, you can't just do three years of boxing and beat somebody who's been doing it all their life. Yeah, it doesn't exactly. happen like that. Like, yeah. Exactly. Well, he was even saying like, uh, they were saying too that they think that Mayweather didn't want to like held him up basically because yeah. they were saying that he won't be able to, um, he wouldn't probably get asked to box Jake. Jake, Lo- Jake, Jake, Paul? Jake Paul, yeah. So he was like saying that he probably just wants this to keep going because he can just make money yeah, off of money it, off you know? Because yeah. it's like, how did did at like the end of the day, he's a businessman. Yeah, yeah. did did Mayweather look hurt at all? You know nope. what I mean? Like he just came out with thirty million dollars shorts on, and, and I'm I'm yeah. sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm willing to bet that he there's like a bracket, if you will, like. So basically his endorsers were like for every round, if you make it to this round, if it makes it to that round, it increased to some extent. Oh, yeah. All right. The more time he's out there. That's the other reason why, like, I need to keep this rocking. Oh, so really, he might not even have gone the eight rounds. We just thought he did. Mr. Paul or whatever. And they were saying, too, like, uh, 
They were saying also like that Mayweather doesn't have anything to really prove. Like people oh, yeah, that know sure. Mayweather know that he. I w- think the more the people that were more shocked were the Gen Zs probably. Yeah. The kids Definitely. That, yeah. The kids actually thought that Logan had a chance. My YouTube hero. Yeah, they were just like. It's like, bro, you can't just because even Logan, like the whole promotions. I watched some of the promotions and Logan Paul's like, I'm a fighter now. I am a boxer. Like, it <laughs> saved my life. I'm like, bro. Well, they were even okay. saying too, I mean, like, you uh, could probably whip whip a lot of people's, but a professional boxer, bro. No. And they were saying too, like how he wasn't even in his weight class, like, yeah, you no, know, like thirty pounds heavier. Yeah, way so he out was of saying his weight like. Class. That he should have been able to knock him out because he's so much heavier yeah. by one of his hits, you know. And they were saying too that like you got to hit him clean though. And exactly. They were saying that basically, hit him clean, dude. You, you're not gonna do it. Yeah, yeah, basically Mayweather is like um, pretty much retired. You know, he's not yeah. fighting. You know, whatever. Um, and so they were saying like if you were actually putting him up against like a real boxer that is like, you know, hungry. You know what I mean? Like he wants to go up in ranks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like. And wants to prove himself like Mayweather doesn't have anything to prove. Not with you the know, elite, yeah. he was like yeah. saying like an up and coming boxer that's like in the ranks of moving on up. Yeah. Then, of course, he would want to beat him up and make a name for himself. And like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like actually try to like KO. But this time it's like, OK, cool. Mayweather like I just came like here he to was in their sparring. Yeah, I just mm-hmm. came here to have a good time. Make, going through the motions. Make yeah. a couple million dollars and go home. You know, yeah, like you million oh, yeah. for you on it. Um, impressive. And then Jake Paul, I guess said something. I didn't read the whole article, but I just read the little t- the the whatever it's called. The first little words there, like Jake Paul's talking about. Oh, like Canelo. the headliner. Oh, the headline. Yeah, the headline, and I'm like, bro, Canelo would kill oh, you, bro. Heck yeah. Like, bro, you're crazy. Let's get Lomachenko in there so he but can make again, a mockery he, of you. Yeah, he is just yeah, he's but he's just a troll. And it's just yeah. showing more and more because he's getting more and more ridiculous with what he's saying. And the things that he's doing. Yeah. Well, I listened to Kevin Stage podcast or it's not ke- called Kevin Stage. It's called. Uh, Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. And um, they were talking about the Mayweather and Paul um, fight. fight. And they were saying like how they were, he was saying they're they're a black podcast. And so they're saying, you know what, though? Something about those Mexican boxers, they get hit in the face and they may look like a zombie, but they're still getting back Bruh, up. Yeah, you know? like, they they like, move forward. That's yeah. all they do. He was like, like Canelo could not, you know, like you could even if like Paul gave him his best mm-hmm. punch, he would Bruh, still pop up, you know, he, he took a naughty Golovkin's punch. And that dude's a one hitter quitter guy. Bro. Yeah, he has the power. one punch man. But he was just Triple saying like D. something about those Mexican boxers. They, they, they can forward. take us, you know, a sledgehammer to the face and they still mm-hmm. get back Look up. At the and, Diaz brothers, you know? Yeah, you know what I mean, like which we'll be watching this Saturday. Oh, yeah, for sure. So it's crazy. It's funny. Like just the, the mindset of how like, and then also the, the, here's the thing podcast was saying how like, this is such an, an example of white privilege, like, of like how many like YouTubers would have this opportunity. You know what I mean? Uh, like, yeah. but uh, he's got that money too, though. Mr. Paul. Yeah. That's he's what they're loaded. saying. Like white privilege, all that stuff. Like, is it white privilege? Though? I don't know about you think that. It's just wealth privilege? I think it's just wealth, wealth privilege. More than anything. But yeah, yeah, I'm I'm interested to see if uh, the brother will get in on the next fight. Oh, for sure, I'll try. To do it too. Oh yeah, Maybe. they got nothing better to do with their lives. But Jay Paul versus Tyron, I think Tyron's gonna knock that boy out. Yeah. I'm hoping he does. But Tyron Woodley, yeah, he. Oh, him and Woodley are gonna fight. Yeah, him and Woodley. A boxer. 
They're going to box. Okay. Even though, like, he outweighs him by, what, 15, 20 pounds maybe, too. Woodley's a smaller, like, he's a 170-er. He wasn't. But he walks around probably close to 200, though. Mm-hmm. He's a pretty big dude. That's crazy. Rock him. I, I don't know. I kind of feel kind of weird about the whole violence for entertainment just because it's like, oh, sometimes it's hard to watch, especially UFC fights. Like, they're all bloody. And Turn you your see, head. And I you're just, yeah, Why I literally. Are you watching them? I Why literally are you do. I like. Don't sit here and talk about what we find entertaining. I right? literally turn around, like, have to put my head down sometimes because I'm like, oh my God, that guy's like dying right now. Like, brain <laughs> yeah, dead. Staring, our eyes get bigger. <laughs> yeah, and they're We're like, at the edge of our seat. I'm like, what is this? The gladiators? Yes. Like, dude, what yes. in the world? Modern you know? Day, it's modern, modern day, day gladiators. gladiators. Minus the lions. Yeah. yeah, sometimes, you know, the the refs <laughs> don't call it yeah. soon enough, and I'm like, that poor baby's not going to wake up. Come mm-hmm. on. Getting pulled out on I a mean, stretcher. I mean, but that's, that's just the look of but the draw. The, the crazy you, thing is that there's been, well, boxing's been around for way longer yeah. than MMA. But the, even so, there's been way less deaths in MMA yeah. than boxing. Really? Overall? Yeah, because, what? dude, you're just getting knocked in the head, dude. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's so many other ways to win an MMA. You know, right. Submission, Submission shut them out and stuff. TKO. Yeah, but freaking, and then in boxing, it's like you're constantly getting knocked out. And they don't have the 10 count. You know what I mean? In MMA, you're knocked out, you're knocked out. Like, they ah, stop correct. it. You know? Yes. I found they won't this give you that chance to get up and right. you know, you're too tough for your own good. You're going to get even more Yeah, more wrecked. But forget, yeah. Before I forget, I seen this super funny tweet today that was like posted all the way back in March. I don't know how it ended up resurfacing. But somebody put, how are you going to be racist and have acne? Worry about your own skin. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right? I was like, Stupid. that's not that. the truth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the end of the podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at dirty30.podcast. We will not block you, maybe. Uh, next week, we are going to be out of town, but we are going to have something special for some of you. We are going to debut the Dirty 30 Nerd Talk, yes. which is uh, you got a small taste of it at the beginning of this podcast, but it'll be a little more in-depth. We're arguing uh, who had the better anime uh, Digimon or Pokemon? Yes. And uh, we will be talking about why Dragon Ball Z is in fact not overrated. Right. Bye. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.